Hi, listeners. Producer Torin here with a quick note up top that the fifth anniversary of this podcast you're listening to, Oops Your Culture Showing, is rapidly approaching in late March 2023. We're very excited about it. And to commemorate that, we're starting up a YouTube channel. Every Wednesday through late March, we are dropping two, maybe occasionally three, episodes of the pod to this point in the order they were released. They are on YouTube for you to enjoy if you haven't listened to them yet or to re-enjoy if you have. Uh, the link to it's in the show notes. So after or maybe even before you hear this episode that you're about to listen to, you know, go start up the playlist of episodes there to hear every random grammar time segment uh, thus far or uh, every I didn't mean to interrupt or there's a cultural piece to this statement. Uh, and of course, all of Dean's knowledge of global cultures in the order that all that arrived into this world over these last five years. And after that, you know, maybe tell a friend who hasn't listened to the pod about it while you're at it. We would very much appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy our episodes thus far up on YouTube. And also enjoy this episode starting right now. Cool box. Cool box. <laughs> it's going to make Release millions. It. Here millions. we go. Release it. <laughs> Are we rolling now? We're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling, baby. Oh, I'm rolling, baby. All right, so I can't just <laughs> say things that I wouldn't say if we weren't rolling. If we were rolling. I'd say say it and there's always the magic. I, I've got a delay. You've got oh, a delay. Do. I'm good. Let's roll. Okay. <laughs> oh. As long as I know that it's that it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You okay, should be already, on the right it's ear. A, it's all, yeah, it is. It is okay. the right ear. Okay, yeah. and I should be in your left ear. It's my it, it's my it's not my best ear. Is that right? That's yeah. why I gave you the right ear. No, I, Actually, you can turn the headset around and it will just go in your left ear. So it really doesn't make any difference. Um, overcoming <laughs> technological <laughs> barriers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a reason, the reason for that. Now, oh, is I'm there? I'm going to talk about my biology. Here I'm already bored. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Now, Wait a right minute, hold on. You're going to talk about your biology now. Yeah, just for a second. I, uh, uh, and there's a I cultural piece to this. Is there? Yes, there is. What a surprise. <laughs> and, and Okay, now what are you doing? Go oh, talk. Yeah, well, the, I asked if the, if the <laughs> delay on my headset was on my right ear, and, and you said you could turn it around. And, and But my right ear, the right side of, is weaker, is my weaker side. Is it? Yeah, yeah. My left hand is so much stronger than my right hand. Um, and, and the, if, if somebody stands behind me and gives me a push, yeah. my left foot is going to go out, not my right foot first, which indicates whether I'm really lefty or righty. And so somebody told me, and it's my left side that, that, that is dominant, but, but I write with my right hand. So I'm wondering if I wasn't like one of those people who was trained to use my right, even though I was inclined to use my left. I'm sorry. I, I got <laughs> lost in the middle of all of that. Um, well, no, boredom. no need to apologize. Was... <laughs> but you know, that's the basis in many cultures for the need to use the right hand and not the left hand. Ah, well, we're really treading in dangerous territory. I have a feeling, but go ahead. Well, you know, for example, in in Saudi and in many Arab cultures, uh -huh. um, the, the right hand is the hand that's used for passing important documents, passing right. food, touching people, because the left hand is considered unclean. Because for for real reasons. Well, back in the day, before modern plumbing, yeah. basically you use your left hand for personal hygiene. And I think we discussed this yeah. early on in the podcast, uh, the life of the podcast, actually. And that's one of the reasons why the left is considered not as good as the right in mm. many of these cultures. They'll raise their kids who show a left-handed inclination to use mm -hmm. their right hands, mm -hmm. right? Right. right? It's also the reason why staircases in medieval castles in Europe go in a counterclockwise direction. It's common for staircases anywhere to go on a counterclockwise. Because 80% of the popula population is right-handed. Mm -hmm. And in those days, if you were the knight defending the castle and somebody was attacking the castle, 80% of the people who were attacking the castle would be attacking it, holding the lance in their right under their right arm. Or their sword they, in their right or hand. Or their sword, right. So as they go up the steps, 
they're going to approach you with the lance in the right in the right side. So if the steps are going up in a counterclockwise direction, you if you're one of the eighty percent with your sword and lance at the top, can kill him. What if you're farther up the stairs, fighting down the stairs? Oh, then you're then then you're screwed. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then, then you got to call in the, the lefties. <laughs> call in the lefties. <laughs> yes. Oh, hold on, please. We're going to bring in lefty. And do you to know why we do you know why we're talking about this? I've no because, idea. Because, oops, your culture's showing. showing. So the last I knew, you were Dean Foster. Are you still Dean Foster? Uh, last time I checked, yep. Okay, good. And happily so, I have to add. Is that right? Yeah. All right. You know, sometimes, I'm sure this is a common human condition. You know, sometimes we're not happy being who we, we, we've become, who we think we are, right? You wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, it's me again, you know? And then other times, I think we all feel pretty good about ourselves. Well, not maybe all of us, but, you know, we're on a spectrum. Sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're sad. That sounds like a song, right? I'm just really confused right now. (laughs) And (laughs) also, I'm happy that my supportive co-host for this podcast ignored me. And my name. No, and I'm about to say, and not not only are you happy, am I? But and you're Tom Peterson. Oh, because I'm not one of the seven dwarfs, right? <laughs> I'd rather be happy than sneezy, uh, right? Yeah, or grumpy for that matter. Although my wife tells me I'm grumpy most of the time, anyhow. So I think it's easier to be grumpy than sneezy. <laughs> yeah, that's like a medical condition, right? Right, right. I think well, the worst would be, be bashful. Condition too, right? I wouldn't want to be bashful. That's oh, that's yeah. tough. That's really yeah. tough. Yeah. And Torin's yeah. with us today. Torin is with us today. Hey, yes. Torin. In studio. Hello. Yes, I am in on studio. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that goes. That's yeah. French. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even close. Nope. Um, so, good. Good to have you here. Thank you. Uh, I guess. We'll see how it goes. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, yeah. Not much trust. Yeah. No, well, you got to No, it's good to have sides of the fence, you know? Storin isn't always here, but right. yeah, I know right. he tries to be here. sometimes he's phoning it in, and sometimes Literally. he's here. Yeah. Yep. I know he tries to, to be here. Yes, I he does. But I'm try a little hard. Kind of a pathetic yeah, effort, well, but I'm nonetheless. Really, it so, would be yeah. more successful. Okay. Probably would be. <laughs> most of the blame onto him. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so... Today, In we're actually... where culture's showing, yeah. what do we talk about? I, well, I don't know. You seem to have hijacked the subject into being your right side being inadequate, which um, <laughs> I did read, I it believe, depends in depends on a, who you talk to, buddy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> we... So I thought, given the fact that we did a an island hopping episode a while back, yes, we went from Iceland to um, the the UK to, to many other many many yes, islands. Um, um, Malta did Malta, we? yes, right. yes. We discussed Malta. That's why I'm here to remember what we've been talking about, <laughs> uh, and it's getting harder and harder, actually. <laughs> um, well, for a variety of reasons, but. <laughs> There is more podcasts to remember. Let's go with that. Ah, that's, that's yeah, that's it. Um, Tor, that's one of the reasons why you're so essential. To do, we need you to mm-hmm. keep track of this. You right. Know, Absolutely. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will do my best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we'll blame you. He's furiously yes, writing yes, this do. down. <laughs> He's cataloging this. He's curating he every the, detail. The podcast. Mm-hmm. 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 For the, uh, I'm sure, for the library that will be opened yes. in the name of this podcast. Your culture right, <laughs> and probably other right things next to too. The library. Yep. Yeah, well, yes. Um, well, at any rate, with this island hopping episode, right. I thought we might hop an, a few more islands, and we might start with one that you visited not all that long ago. Which is and, that? And you have referenced a few times along the way, but um, that would be New Zealand. That's right. That's right. I had a remarkable experience. Um, it was just last year, not too many months ago, mm-hmm. um, doing some work in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And well, that's all the time we have. We'll be moving. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> 
No, no, go go right ahead. It's... Yeah, so I had the the privilege to, uh-huh. to to spend quite quite a lot of time down in both the North and the South Island. Mm, um, okay. New Zealand, and it was uh, for me. It was remarkable. It was the first time, actually, that I had visited New Zealand mm, uh, in, all, okay. in all the many years of the work that I've done. But uh, okay, and uh, off I went. And um, it, you know, one of the things about that struck me is it's a very progressive country. By the way, they mm. they they are doing things that haven't even they're not even on the radar in in our country here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of of everything from ecology to dealing with climate change to dealing with well just think about how they dealt with the recent terrorist attack that occurred there i think it was in uh, in yes. christchurch um yes it was it was it, it was so remarkably such a remarkably civilized response to a horror and it was so such a different response to some of the the similar kinds of things that happened in other parts of the world yes in, in any event i was struck by their progressivism and uh and many other aspects of uh, of life there and one of the things that um that i noticed was you, you know you have you have the north island where most of the population is and that's where the the, the big city of of Auckland is that's the commercial center, and oh. in fact, that's where I did most of my work when I went there. But then you have the uh, the capital itself, which is um, the, uh, the entranceway um, to the South Island, mm-hmm. and that's Wellington, and, and a completely different vibe. And you go to the South Island, and oh man, it's not as populated. And in fact, I had such a case of what's the word when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you start to freak out a little bit. Because there's nobody around for like, for as long as far as you can see. Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. That was it. I had the scaredy cat syndrome. Agoraphobia. Oh, right. So, what was it? What was agoraphobia. It agoraphobia. No, that's when you're afraid of no fear of fear of spiders. Spaces. Sweaters, I think. Yes, fear of sweaters. sweaters. <laughs> oh, that's angoraphobia. Oh, yes, that's it. I don't know how anybody could have a phobia against angora sweaters. No, Let me tell you. I don't them. think so. I'll tell you where my phobia of angora sweaters came from another day. But, um... Philia, yes, but phobia? No, I don't think so. Angoraphilia, oh, yeah. Oh, my. I'm, but yeah, you're overwhelmed by the large space. The, uh, the large space, that's Large right. space. That's sure, right. that's yeah. it. So we'll go with it. You know the the <laughs> landscape. Don't is... look it up or anything. We'll be fine. <laughs> the it's la- correct. <laughs> it is agoraphobia. Arachnophobia was the fear uh, of spiders. That's <laughs> fear of spiders, right. definitely. And, yes. and we should talk about like all the possible phobias. We should, but anyway, not today. Not today. So, <laughs> in the South Island. <laughs> The the natural landscape is something that I've never never experienced. Uh-huh. It, 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 the, it 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 pales. The the Rocky Mountains pale in comparison really? to the to the Transalpine range in in the South Island. Okay, and because the population is so much less, um, you you really feel that you are not just out in nature, but you are abandoned to nature. And um, it, it was for me. It was it was a remarkable experience. Anyway, well, I think lot... it, it. Pardon me. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, but... <laughs> go back to one of the for a past podcast, and you will catch up with that. The the my um, understanding of New Zealand is limited. I've never been there, and it's limited to the Lord of the Rings movies. That's right. And the spectacular footage used in that for, um, and this may be in the area you're talking about. Would well, I can it? tell you that it, you don't have to do, you know, computer graphic design. And they didn't. They you used don't that. have to. It, it's right. that. It's like that. Yeah. That's fascinating. The, and because it's an island that's been, uh, like many islands, uniquely separated from the rest of the world the flora and the fauna that evolved there over the centuries the millennia um are completely different so you you know you have the kiwi bird which doesn't exist anywhere else Mm. by the way the kiwi bird is lays the largest egg of any bird in the world Relative to its size. Relative to its size, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so well, when, that's interesting. When the egg is inside the kiwi, mm-hmm. it's actually twice the size of the kiwi itself. So, 
I'm sorry, I'm not really laughing at all the Kiwis out there listening. Um, no, the by bird. That, I mean the, the actual bird, birds, the bird, not, not the, the not, not the, the nickname for residents of New, of New Zealand. Zealand. Yes, right. Ah. right. But <laughs> no, the last part was a figment of my imagination. Oh, so good. But it I'm, is I'm the really, largest okay. egg. I was relative. getting a visualization yeah, was that was quite that odd. <laughs> And I was really hoping you were talking about the bird and not the residents of New Zealand. No, I don't know about the residents, but that's okay. A bird. Well, we won't mean but, to speak for them. Anyway, the so there are there are these pine trees and ferns that mm. grow like. To me, it seemed like they were growing hundreds of feet into the air. Mm. Maybe they were, and maybe they were. It was astounding. Yeah, the, the natural landscape in the South Island was astounding. Huh. Anyway, in the South Island. People visit not only for to see the nature, but it's also become a tourist destination for extreme adventures mm-hmm. and extreme sporting adventures. So I, I think it was Queenstown. Yeah, you go to Queenstown, and and everybody who goes to Queenstown seems to go there. And by the way, it's a gorgeous place. I mean, it's it, there's a harbor and the mountains behind it. It's it's crazy beautiful, but the the tourists business there is all about giving people as an extreme experience as possible mm. you know so that's where bungee jumping started mm, okay right they mm-hmm. they they did it they, they strung this big rubber band and it went all the way down into the chasm and people just like jumped off the edge and you jump down and you fly into the sky again do they have a monument there to the first person who, who- did that this is like the first person who ate an oyster. <laughs> right. <laughs> you try it. No, yeah. no, you try it. So do you think I did it? I mean, there was bungee jumping. You could jump out of planes. You could go bungee jumping out of planes and 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 and, and then go, that's weird. Uh, and then land on your skis. I mean, whatever you want to do, <laughs> I'm thinking you can that's do it in real, Queenstown. If, now, did and so the question is. Did you participate in bungee jumping? So that, did that, I? Didn't I? Well, I mean, how know, many times am I going to be in New Zealand? So right. I'm, I'm, you know, here I am. You know, and I have to say, knowing you as long as I have, and under this situation of the cultural significance of, let's say, bungee jumping and any extreme thing like that, that I can say pretty safely there is no chance you did this. <laughs> I will show you a video. Will you? Of? I will show you a video, and I will send out this video to any listener who would like to see this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will show you a video that I took of, Eating a, person, an oyster? Okay. of a person jumping <laughs> off the <bridge. laughs> Okay. Well, there we go. Now, actually, when I was there, you, there's an area where you can stand and you can watch all these fools do this. Yeah. Right. So, right. So I never saw it's fascinating. Everybody does it, right? Because you're right. up like a thousand feet. You're looking into this chasm. There's a roaring river at the bottom, and people are getting all strapped up uh-huh. at the top, and they're throwing themselves off this ledge. Wow. Right? So you don't want to miss this, right? Right. <laughs> so, so we're standing there, and then an announcement comes on saying, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want you to know that the next jumper is jumping nude. Oh, and we're and we're making this announcement for those of you who might not want to watch. Okay. Well, you know that they're doing more people this are going to show up because everybody's going to turn around and watch. Of course they are. <laughs> so yeah, you had the option of jumping nude huh. or not. I mean, you know, how extreme can you get? Bungee jumping is pretty extreme as it is. I'm, but then you're going to get all the stuff flapping oh around. Oh, I would have to say certain women might really not want to do that. I, I would think they would could get, you know, punched in the face or and, something. And this was a woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, you, it, could, you, you could, and, and of course, extreme rafting, they have these rivers that flow 100 miles an hour, you know, like, like in the Grand Canyon, and, mm, and it's, it's... Rapidly. Rapidly, mm. yes, thank you, yeah. And you, you could just you buy a ticket and clever. get on this thing and, and, and pray to God that you <laughs> get to the end. Now, do... do <laughs> I'm sure you must have to sign, like, a uh, bunch of forms to, to jump off of this 
the the bridge or the cliff with you the... know for as many of these adventure experiences I signed up for when I was there mm. I never had to sign it is that right no never, never. No. no I wonder why although maybe <laughs> others maybe others do have to sign it but I said what the hell I'm not signing you're not uh, no no prenup for me <laughs> no <laughs> when well all right then um okay so we've We've got the southern portion. So that's in Queenstown. That's yes. it, Queenstown. Yeah. And and I and people go there just to have these, like in the morning, I'm going to jump a thousand feet off the cliff. And in yeah. the afternoon, I'm going to take this, this river boat, you know, it's going to crash me into an old gold mine somewhere. And okay. tomorrow, then we'll go out to dinner. Assuming there is a tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And then tomorrow we'll do something else. Yeah. I I I'd, I'd like to interview you know some of the tourists who go go to Queenstown and to do okay. do all well, this. Okay. Well, if anyone's listening to this who has gone there and done these types of things or anyone who is actually who maybe lives there who's listening to this, we'd love to hear from you about this. We'd love to hear your experiences, your um maybe things you've witnessed with this or or actually experienced yourself. Um any of that, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and it is a modern day tourist phenomenon, but I, I think there's a cultural piece to this. Thank goodness, because we've been going a long time now, <laughs> and I've been wondering about that. And so far, I've got a nude kiwi jumping off a bridge <laughs> with a big egg, with a giant with egg, a giant yes. egg. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be good at the bottom. That's all I can say. <laughs> Omelets for everybody. <laughs> While listening to this, you may think, hey, you know, I wonder, well, if you have a question like that and want to ask us, there's a couple ways you can do it. One would be through email, which is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow at gmail.com. And then there's also our handle on Twitter, which is oopscultureshow. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow. I know, I know, it's not original, but but it works, okay? There's a wonderful attraction, actually, outside of, let's see if I remember, I think it's Wellington, Mm -hmm. um, called uh, called Zealandia, where they take you on a tour of the natural landscape, and, and and they point out all of the unique animals, the flora and the fauna that are there, hmm. and they're amazing. I mean, they, they, these things don't exist anywhere else. Like in Australia, you know, you have the koala, it doesn't exist anywhere else, or the mm-hmm. kangaroo mm-hmm. doesn't exist anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Similar kinds of things in New Zealand, but of course, smaller, because it's a smaller island, and, and, and let's be careful here. Kiwis do not like to be compared with their Aussies. Uh, I, I shouldn't even say cousins because we're, eh, mm. we're not cousins. We're Kiwis. You're speaking Kiwis, Aussies. meaning the people. The people. There. The people. Yeah. They they are New Zealanders. Am I saying that correctly? Ah, well, now see, now we're getting into the cultural complexity. Well, and let's a try lot that it. for a while. First of all, yeah, okay. So <laughs> the indigenous people of the islands before yes. the before the Pakeas. The Pakeas are Europeans or non-indigenous people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let for all intents for all intents and purposes, white people, right, who came Mm -hmm. to the islands. The majority were, yes. Who came to the islands from the majority being, at the time, Britain, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And that only happened, uh, you know, what was it, about 100, 150 years ago, something like that. Hmm. Uh, But the indigenous people who live there are the Maori, right? It's just like the indigenous people of of Australia are the aboriginal tribes, the Maori were tribes made up of Polynesian people who traveled to New Zealand and discovered the islands of New Zealand. And, and I, I, I believe that before the Maori got there, and there were different tribes of Polynesian peoples, but once they got to New Zealand, uh, the Europeans who came later just referred to them as Maori. But but the different Maori tribes themselves were not necessarily all of the same. Mm-hmm. And okay. in fact they would they would fight with each other. There was a lot of tribal fighting. Oh really? Even before the Europeans got there, mm. between the different Polynesian tribes, who are then described today as Maori. Okay. Right? And and still lumped together. Yeah, and still yeah. Maori def- define themselves by their tribe 
not necessarily by the fact that oh. they're not European, although they are not European as so well. So is this a subject matter that should be approached cautiously by outsiders? Well, yeah, it should. I think you should approach it with uh, humility and, and sensitivity with, and with a with a with an open mind. To, mm-hmm. to question, to tell me what tell me what this history is. It's been a difficult history, mm-hmm. and it's a history that's it's a dialogue, it's a conversation that's still going on. This idea of how do we reconcile the the Maori rights mm-hmm. as opposed to European rights, mm-hmm. well, the Pakeas, as the Maori refer to them, right? Yeah. And um, it, it 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 it's a tragic story in many ways, and, and in many ways it mirrors so many of the stories of. Uh, colonialism and indigenous, indigenous people, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But interestingly, and here's where I think the, the cultural piece really shines. Interestingly, in in New Zealand, while you know you can talk to individuals, and there are lots of people on all sides of this this argument, mm-hmm. and some of them are are, are 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 extreme in their positions. But in general, because of the progressivism, which I think is part of the cultural DNA of the country, the 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 approach to resolving maori and pakea interests has been one of a, attempts at dialogue mm-hmm. so when the europeans came and and the british colonialists essentially came and did everything possible to deceive the maori and to take their rights and to take their lands and to and and to and to marginalize them essentially uh-huh. it an example of what happened was they signed a treaty called the Treaty of Waitangi. And in the Treaty of Waitangi, there were two versions. There was a Maori version and there was an English language version. Mm. And people have been studying these two versions side by side because if you read them both, the way the words get interpreted mm-hmm. gives both sides the right to claim things against the other that may or may not be valid or legitimate. So what the Maori did is they kind of signed away their rights, but not understanding what they were signing. Like they signed away the steward. They saw the words in the, in the treaty as meaning stewardship of the land because in Maori culture, you can't own land. Mm, sure. You are merely a steward of the land that you live on. Mm-hmm. But the English version had everything to do with ownership of land yeah. because yeah, of it was course. coming from the British tradition. Mm-hmm. And the Maoris didn't know that they were signing away their ownership rights because they didn't, conceive of their role vis-a-vis the land as owners of the land. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. stewards of the land. Sure. Of course, they saw the British taking advantage of this, and the British saw the Maori as, when they claimed it, as di- disregarding what they had signed, mm-hmm. an agreement that they had signed, mm-hmm. giving br- the British the rights to administer the land. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated cultural cult- cultural issue. Um and, and so is the are they currently uh I know you say there is conversation is it they're currently dealing with this kind of relationship from the past yeah and and now. and it's difficult and it's fraught with problems okay. and every now and then it's it gets unpleasant yeah but if you compare the way these issues of aboriginal rights are are attempted to be dealt with in New Zealand with the way they're dealt with in other parallel situations, other countries that had colonial traditions and, and indigenous peoples. The, the effort is in a much more collaborative direction, Mm -hmm. generally most of the time. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it speaks to the progressivism of, of, of the country so what you have now today is Maori culture playing an extremely important role in day-to-day New Zealand culture. Mm-hmm. And it, you can't say that about most other countries that are dealing with similar type situations. Right, yes. And, you know, you can't, for example, you go to school in New Zealand, everybody learns Maori. You, really? Yeah, you have to speak, you have to learn Maori as well as English. Huh. And... 
and Maori is the second language. Every every government document is is published in Maori as well as in, in English. Okay. Um, the Maori culture is taught. Everybody understands it. Um, they and, and politically, the Maori hold a significant percentage of the seats in government. Mm-hmm. And huh. and they do so because they have organized themselves, and because there's been this ongoing dialogue that that allows them to have this this authority. Mm-hmm. So they play a very significant role in everything that goes on in New Zealand, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That that's un, seems to be quite unusual. Very unusual. Yeah. yeah. So one day I go to the Waitangi Treaty Grounds where they signed this document, which is still the the, the foundational document of the relations between Pakea and Maori Mm. and is still being negotiated, Mm. you know, every time an issue comes up. And it's referred to almost the way in the U.S. we refer to the Constitution. That's what I was going to say. It sounded like. And it gets reinterpreted depending on what the issues are. Oh, sure. So anyway, at the Waitangi Treaty Grounds, um, as a visitor, you have to um, you have to enter the the the, uh, the Maori grounds the, because this this was a, this was Maori territory. Okay. And as a visitor, you always go through the greeting ceremony whenever you encounter your Maori hosts. Mm. So I'm standing there with a group of tourists. This is a, a tourist event, obviously, mm-hmm. right? right. But, that, but it's done very authentically. And somebody comes out and explains what's about to happen, that, I, that we're going to be greeted by our Maori host and that we represent visitors. And therefore, they need somebody to represent the group of visitors. And I'm with Cheryl, my wife, and she immediately pushes my hand up in the air. And she says, yeah. oh, we have a volunteer. <laughs> a volunteer. <laughs> so I kind of knew what I was getting into because I knew a little bit about Maori culture, just okay. to be humble, right? I, before yeah. I before I actually got there. And I and I wasn't that excited about what I was about to encounter. Oh, okay. And now sure, I'm interested. And sure enough. Oh. So I step up and and this door opens, and this guy comes out with a spear, you know, dressed in pretty traditional um, clothing. Garb. Garb, yes. thank you, right. And he's got, he he's going to greet me, but he's going to make sure that I understand his authority and his power. Mm, okay. All right, and what I have to do is I have to stand there, I have to look him in the eye, I cannot look away, and I have to... I can't laugh for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to be absolutely stoic as he approaches me with this spear running at me mm. with this spear stopping dead short right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then how do I describe this? You have to see it. His eyes are bulging out. Mm. His mouth is wide open. He's got tattoos on his face mm-hmm. and his tongue is sticking out halfway down his chest, mm-hmm. you know, just giving me this terrifying look and this terrifying roar. And hmm. <laughs> and you just stand there. Yeah, yeah. And then he offers me a, it places a feather down on the ground. Uh-huh. And so that's an offering. So it, it I just, to, it was it a, a particular kind of feather? I or don't just know. A, oh, Maybe okay. it was a kiwi feather. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I present a feather as well. Hmm. And now that we've exchanged Did you happen that, to have a feather with you or did yeah, they give yeah, you Yeah, they one? gave me a feather. Oh, that's right. good. Okay. <laughs> they said, you're going to need this. <laughs> Hang on to this. Try not to drop it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then we entered the meeting house. Uh-huh. And uh, at that point, supposedly, had we been involved in the traditional discussions, we would have actually been negotiating the Waitangi Treaty. Mm. But, you know, if you go see the All Blacks... Yes, that's what right? I was just going to say. Yeah, that. I was going to yes. ask about that. Which you which needs to be explained right now for right. those who aren't familiar. Right, okay. So rugby is the sport in New Zealand. Right. And, you know, because of the tradition of extreme adventure sports, it, they're into all, all the sports. But mm-hmm. rugby, that's it. Top, that's what it... And the top team is the All Blacks. That's the national team. And they have won every Rugby World Cup 
since uh, I don't know. They're extremely back, good at it. They, yes. Yeah, and they're so good at it. They define the the traditions of the game at this point. Mm. So when the All Blacks team is playing, they come out on the field, and the the competing team comes out on the field, and they all line up, and they're not all Maori. Mm. And this is the point, you know, everybody understands this in mm -hmm, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. They're not all Maori. A lot of them are European or even from other countries. They all line up and they do the haka. And mm. the haka is this traditional greeting where you are in a squat position and you jump forward and you give this face and this roar and you do it all. And these are big rugby guys, right? right? right. <laughs> and you do it in the face of the, of the competing uh -huh. team. And, and you stand out there and you stomp your feet. And, and it's like, it's overwhelming, man. It really is. Yeah. If I were on the other team... I'm done. Yeah, I'm out of yeah. here before we even start. <laughs> well, yeah, I have seen that done. I've seen, I've, I have not in person, but I've seen it, a video of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's scary in the video. And it's, that's quite impressive. But it's also really looked forward to now when, when they're playing, when by, I think, by both the opponent and the crowd and everyone. And I'm sure they look forward to doing it. It's a, I would think it would be a distinct advantage. It would be if I was playing them, I'll tell you that. It, 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 I think it does give you an and advantage. And I think, too, if I, and maybe, Torin, you remember this, but I believe in the Men's World Cup, uh, soccer, football, depending on when you're listening to this, they, the New Zealanders were in the Men's World Cup for soccer, weren't they, this last time? Were they? I don't remember. Because I seem to remember some sort of thing like that or something going on in the stands. Maybe that's what it was. There was a there was a cheer in the stands that went through, and I'm pretty sure it was the New Zealanders. They were doing their own haka up in the stands. Yeah, a version of that. <laughs> yeah. Now I may be hallucinating, or this could be, you know, flashbacks from my drug use in college, but I think that that, that is something wait, 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 that wait, wait, happened. Yes. Hmm? What? Drug Who, use in college again? Um, <laughs> vaguely familiar. It's what? Oh, did I say that out loud? But I the fact that you remember it, I'm. They say like. It's, okay, I'm nowhere near correct here. In fact, in fact, this actually had to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm truly hallucinating at this point. It's a flashback. This, it, it absolutely, it's a flashback. It's like, it was, but it's a different kind of flashback. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. I it's a flashback to our last island island hopping episode mm -hmm. because it had to do with Iceland in fact mm. they were the island that country that made it to the men's world cup in soccer slash oh, football uh, it was and they were doing the viking thunderclap oh uh, so this was a northern version exactly of, this was this was a northern hemispheric version of the southern hemispheric haka right so that, and being done like, by the crowd not the actual players although they may have been doing it too if i remember correctly i believe so, they were that, yeah. That's sort of like the the episode thank we you torin for saving me on that one from looking any worse than i already do you're welcome. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> we, we did an episode on uh, the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere sp spinning around. No, the magnetic poles. poles. This is a real thing. Yeah. We, we I, talked about it, and we should talk more about it. It's a real thing. It will... And See, it, have culture, it will have massive cultural impacts. And I think I don't that's know that. what's happening in New Zealand. <laughs> See, because New Zealand is as far south as you could, except for a few islands with some penguins. Hanging south. around in Antarctica, mm. yes. Yeah, it's as far south as you can go on any major piece of land in the mm. world. And yeah. the next stop is Antarctica. So in Queenstown, for example, they actually talk about go, next stop, Antarctica. Okay. As yeah. one of the adventure experiences you can, you wow. can go on. No, thank you. Wow. Um, although that could be very fascinating, really. But, yeah. but I think the, the, the interesting thing, too, I believe, and this may be just me being the, the freakish person that I am, but um, I seem to be claiming that as some sort of good thing. It's oh, yeah, but, why but not? so Go many people it. will support sure. you on that. So many. <laughs> so many. For so many years. Um, it's. I always seem to picture New Zealand as being a warm weather country because of it being south of here. 
Well, I, I was down there in the equivalent of our summertime in the Northern Hemisphere, which means it the was Northern winter. Hemisphere. So it was winter when I was summer. there, yeah. which mm. was, by the way, really weird. And it always is whenever I have to travel in this direction. You know, I'm here in 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 the northeast of the United States in the summer, and it's hot, it's it's humid, and but I'm packing all my winter clothes right. because mm. I'm going to need them when I get down there. And exactly that that I mean, Queenstown was freaking cold while I was there. Mm. So right. you would do all this stuff, including bun. G jump nude in oh. the cold. Oh. It was cold when I that was That has some real ramifications. Yeah. Wow. I, so it's not, not really a war. It's not. It, it's, well, it's warm. It has a it's real warm. climate, I, variable I think climate. What, I think what your perception is is that it's of a it's of an outdoors place, and it it's an outdoors is place, an outdoors and it's just place. and it's. I mean, I'm talking something that's really simplistic and not really very intelligent. It's just a concept of it being south and south to a person who lives in the northern in the northern hemisphere, farther up in the northern hemisphere. South means warm. Right. As you go further south in New Zealand, it 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 actually it gets colder. It, it gets it gets colder. Yeah. Right. Right. At, at least in the winter time when when I was there. Yeah. And I would imagine that if you grow up in in the southern hemisphere like that in Australia and New Zealand and in other areas that are like that down under you down right. under. And you, everybody claims that title by the way. That, that whole area. That whole huh? area. Yeah. Okay. The Kiwis are down under and Aussies are down under. Okay. Yeah. It uh, that your take on how the world works is going to be north is warmer and south is colder as opposed to in the northern hemisphere where we feel it's the opposite. Based, based on your experience, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, so, you know, school vacation there is January. Right. January, February, because that's, mm. that's summertime. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so I killed that whole conversation. <laughs> okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is Oops Culture Show. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, if you're still listening at this point, I think you might like this. And if you do, you should really subscribe. Because if you subscribe, these things will just show up for you and you can listen to them whenever you want to. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. But do it today, okay? Subscribe. Thank you. You already talked about the geographical change. Is there a great climate change that goes along with that? Not a, not great, but there are microclimates throughout. Okay. Because, for example, the South Island has the, the what they call the, the great transalpine range. Yeah. So yeah. you go high up in those elevations. You're, yeah, you're going to really get really, cold, really cold there. Yeah, yeah. So let me, let me see if we can put this in perspective for those of us who have not actually been to the place. The size of the, of the islands, the, the entire country, would be relative to another country that we might be familiar with also. Can you do, do you have that familiarity as to where it might go? Like, for instance, mm. if, it was, if it was put next to the um, northeastern United States, would it take us down to the Carolinas? Would it take us down to Florida? I, it would go further. I think it would be like from from New England down to Florida. Okay, but that like we're talking about both States. islands, both islands, both islands, right? The whole country. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and the thrilling thing to do is uh, you can take a ferry from the North Island from the southern part of the North Island to the northern part of the South Island. Okay, as you work your <laughs> I'm way out down, my compass now. Right? as you work your way down, you can take a ferry there, and the water there is really rough. Because uh, it's the Pacific Ocean traveling through this little channel, sure. And um, so, so you take it. We didn't take the ferry; we flew. And everybody <laughs> said, "You want to fly? You right. don't want to take the yeah. ferry." But I, I kind of wanted move. to take the ferry. But yeah, I didn't sure take you did. Okay, just well, like I wanted to bungee jump. Right, we'll give you both. <laughs> Others did it, <laughs> but but I'm sure Cheryl held you back from doing that, and. And the wise woman she is. Despite my great effort. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Hold me back, hold me back. I'm not touching you, yes. Go ahead. Um, I, I do recommend that one of the more thrilling things I think anybody can do, and you don't have to be a bungee jumper to do it, is uh -huh. when you get to the South Island, take a ride on the Transalpine Express from, well, uh, I, I believe it's Wellington, uh, across to the uh, from the East Coast 
going south across to the west coast. This is on the southern it's island. On the south island. In the mountain range. In the mountain range. You and get it on is a train. A train. Okay. It is a train. And the train has an open car. Mm. So as you get into the mountain range and it gets wilder and wilder, and it really does get wild, mm. it, 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 you can step out onto this open car and look down these chasms that y- you just hope the train doesn't doesn't tilt I'm too sure, far yeah. in any one direction. Yeah, it's a thrilling, thrilling adventure. I'm sure they've never had a problem at all. I'm sure everything has been perfectly fine. You know, I don't know that, right. but I I would kind of think that they figured that one out. Well, uh, hopefully, yeah. At this point, but, yeah. Um, but you trial and error often does that over a period of time. But it's been there a while, right? It was originally done as as um, a commercial venture because there was they had to transport goods and services and sure. gold and there's a lot of mining and things like mm. you know, all of mm. that going back, you know, hundred hundred plus years. Now here's another interesting: the Maori themselves didn't get to the islands until only six hundred years ago. Oh, really? Before that, as I understand it, nobody was there. It was just the kiwis and 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 a lot the, of the other animals. Kiwis, yeah, right, the birds, right, along with those other and, and all the other animals yeah. and all the other f- flora. Mm-hmm. But no human population. Hmm. It was the Polynesian tribes that that got they there. came they, across they, there, they, which they is a fascinating south. subject, also. Yeah. And but not what we're doing today. And and they had to because <laughs> they were fighting with each other. Island by island, right, and they also were looking for for land to expand to, and they sure. went south and discovered these two islands. Which, by the way, even today, in New Zealand, we refer to the country as New Zealand, but most of the people know the country as Aotearoa, okay, which is Maori name for the for country those, for the for the whole thing for, for New Zealand, North and South. It islands. is Aotearoa, okay. Interesting. The um, so besides the tourism that they have in New Zealand, is there another way, and is there a cultural aspect to what kind of livings they make in the in New Zealand? Well, I was there for work, so I was fortunate uh-huh. enough to tour around and enjoy myself and pretend that I was going to bungee jump and do things mm-hmm. like right, that. Right. But I was essentially there to, to, to do some work uh, helping different teams of, of people from all over the world who have mm-hmm. emigrated mm-hmm. to New Zealand, work with each other, and also work with the Maori. So uh, we oh. did a lot of work in, the, in that regard. And, and, and I would say that it's a very modern, westernized society. Mm-hmm. So you're not going okay. to experience differences that are significant if you come from a modern, westernized society, mm-hmm. right? But it has these very, very unique elements to it, mm-hmm. like, like the way it, it, they deal, the, the Maori and the Pakea deal with each other. And, and I, if I'm not mistaken, and I probably am, <laughs> the, they were very much... Um, enamored with um, the Brits and the UK, they being the New Zealanders, as of mainly not the Maori, but the but the people who came in from there and have and have continued. They have a relationship still. Yeah, with, and it's you know it's one of the things that they used to distinguish themselves um, from their Australian cousins. Right. Uh, you, you know, when you think of the history of Australia, these were convicts f- for the most part. A uh, large uh, you percentage. Know, I'm yeah. making a broad generalization here, right. but it it was it was started by the Brits really not knowing what to do, shipping with the, them off, shipping there. them off yeah. to the furthest corner of the world. Right. And so these guys. They're convicts. They're not uh, the highest level of society, should we say? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of all in this thing together, right? And so, in Australia, there's this there's this sense of very strong leveling. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got to be an average bloke, and you got to fit with fit in with all the mates. Mm-hmm. And if you try to stand out in any way, you're going to be a tall poppy, and you're going to get your head cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's it's a much more down to earth or, or the valuing of of down to earth kinds of things is is much more a critical part of Australian culture. Mm-hmm. New Zealanders didn't come to New Zealand as convicts. Mm. These were people who were seeking economic opportunity mm. and in many cases had the resources to be able to 
to, to start a venture mm-hmm. and take advantage of an opportunity because it was a British colony. Mm-hmm. So they came with resources. They, they came with a much different attitude. And therefore, there's, I think, a greater affinity with the more traditional British values mm-hmm. that, uh, that benefited those in society who had the opportunity to take advantage of those benefits. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in Australia. Right, right. And therefore, there's a much more distinct and sometimes harsh uh, distinction between Australians and, 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 and Brits. Sure. Now, with other things we've talked about in culture, and there's many aspects of culture, of course, but I'm just thinking in contemporary society, the, the, um, the treatment and, um, of, of women in New Zealand. They is... have a female prime minister right now. Okay, who managed to handle a, a, a very, very horrible and situation. delicate situation, right? Very, there. very yes. well. Despite yeah. anything that you might feel, and, and most New Zealanders have lots of different feelings. I mean, it's politics, sure. and everybody has their different opinions, you know, as to whether or not she's doing a good job in this field or that area or whatever. But they, they all, for the most part, admired the way she handled that. Yeah, and that's a... So there's another aspect of of a country being led by a by a woman, and is she the first? Um, and it's a parliamentary um, system. There, she's a prime it? minister. So yes. She's a prime minister. So, um, and do you know if she's the first prime minister or not? Or should we a female prime minister? For, female I, prime I minister. I believe so, but we'll have to check on that. Well, Torin, can Torin? you check on that? Can take a look. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, we had to wake sorry him to, up. Sorry to interrupt um, your, was, your reverie over there. He's trying to crawl <laughs> under the blanket over here in the corner yes. of the studio uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, equality is is fundamental. You know. And do you know in, in the in the workplace of, is that something absolutely, men and women absolutely okay. absolutely and, and look I'm sure there are differences and there are glass ceilings. Oh, sure. But and, and if you speak with women, you know they will have the, they will explain issues that I'm probably not privy to. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in general, again, you know when you look at uh, you take a world scale and a world view. Yeah. New Zealand is extremely progressive in these areas. Mm. Okay. Very interesting. It is now. Would you say they are similar in the way that England handles those issues, or do you think that because of their ties to Britain and where they came from, and and as you just described, do you think they follow them, or do you think they've actually gone more progressive than than Britain? No, I think they've gone further. Mm, okay, much further. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think things that that still are debated in Britain and certainly in the United States. So if you're coming into to New Zealand from another country, whether it's the U.S. or the um, the Europe or or Asia or wherever, and you're coming in there, your beliefs um, toward uh, you have to look at it in that fashion that men and women are basically being treated equally. And they and you have to look at that way. And so like your greetings and things like that reflect that you are just shaking hands or. Absolutely. And and, and remember, it's a fairly it's very young culture Mm. and it's a very modern culture. Okay, And along with its progressivism Mm -hmm. and it's very Western. Mm -hmm. So. You, you don't know necessarily who you're speaking with, right? Even right. you may be speaking with Maoris who mm-hmm. understand Western culture, but also hold on to their traditions. Um, so everyone is fairly informal. Um, okay. But you do have to do things with respect that mm-hmm. you are still a visitor and they are still your hosts and you're still their guest. And they do have these issues that they, that like all of us, all cultures have their issues that they're still working through mm-hmm. and, and you have to be respectful of that. Great. Okay. Tori, have you got something for us there? I do. So Jenna Shipley became New Zealand's first female prime minister. Um, from 1997 to 1999. And then Helen Clark was the first elected female prime minister in 1999. So Ms. Shipley became it through through and replacing someone who I who left office for, down for, for some reason. reasons we're not sure of. Yep. Okay, because mm-hmm. you've done inadequate inadequate research. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so do we know where the current um prime minister ranks in that is she like third or she's she's third then. she's third. so this the tradition is not even new not it new. goes right, back even right. and we're even going back 20 to 20 some years. 20 plus years yeah right. almost yeah. a quarter of a century yeah. yeah right 
So they okay. were already they were already on it. Yes, as opposed to where we're sitting right now in our country in the United States, where we have yet to uh, accomplish that as a, a leader of of our country. and so much more and many other things, but for another day. <laughs> in fact, in fact, in another day is where we're headed now because uh, we're going to say. And what do we say to New Zealand when we leave? Do you know? Do you know what the mm. what goodbye would be over there? Is it? It's. I was going to say aloha, and I don't believe that's correct, but. But it's and that's a Pacific Island um, term, so maybe it's closer than I think. If you get any idea, you're looking very blankly at me. Did I stump you here? <laughs> you did say what goodbye you, to these people, right. didn't you? What you what you say is goodbye, <laughs> and they wave and they say goodbye. Goodbye. Get goodbye, out. Goodbye. Ah, Go home. Interesting. That was not the right accent, right there. <laughs> no. And I'm not even going to try. No. No. The, the Kiwi <laughs> accent is different from the Aussie accent. It's very. And the Aussie, yeah. and they're both very different from the British accent. Right. And they're nothing like American speak right no <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna leave the islands of new zealand for now okay and um and and we may be back i'd love to be back it's intriguing sounds like an intriguing place i'd actually like to visit very much so mm-hmm. anyone out there who would like to uh um invite me to to come visit Provide and speak. Maybe we could bring the show there. We could bring know, the podcast. Oh, let's do that. Let's let's do that. We would love to come and speak at your conference or whatever out there. If you're out there looking for somebody, mm. we uh, my gosh, you've listened this long to this podcast. Let me get in uh, touch with some of my colleagues there. You know, all right, and and we'll see we'll see if they <laughs> see. Oh God, I thought we had the last of of you the last time. <laughs> well, if we do, if you do invite us. Uh, we'll make. I'll make two promises. One for my co-host here that he will, in fact, bungee jump and in the nude. And and, and I will. De- uh, I'll do it in the nude. I'll yeah. do it in the nude. If it's summer, I'm not we have to go in the summer. No. <laughs> I'm making that. Avert your eyes. Don't look. Yeah, that I won't be anywhere. Near People body. turning into pillars of salt. For you Bible fans. Um, Bible <laughs> fans. <laughs> well, um, All right, so. I don't think there's any particular goodbye tradition, okay. but Maoris, when they greet you, have a greeting tradition, in addition to the haka and the sword. I was going to say, we the, did the haka and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the terrifying sticking there's out more of than the that? tongue. Once all that is done, then you approach each other and you press noses, mm. the front of the noses against each other. Okay. The idea being that now we can trust each other and... I, I can smell you. You can smell me, mm. which kind of takes us to what you say when we leave the podcast. It does. So you are doing a Maori traditional farewell minus the nose. Well, I it's I'm doing the nose. It we we just don't have a video aspect of the podcast, at least not yet. So we, you cannot see me do the nose because that's exactly why I've done that each time. It's about the Maori and, and uh, my feeling toward uh, you, the listener, who uh, I feel like I can smell you. And, 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 oh. and we can touch <laughs> each other's what? So nose. What? <laughs> what? I'm, so you knew I'm all not about in a this negative before. Way. You knew all about this before. All along, I've just you been have laying just, in the weeds here. You have, right. you have just led me on. <laughs> just say all, and this was this was your pl- this was your plan all along. I've been laying in the weeds, and you don't want to smell me after I've been laying in the weeds for a long period of time. Well, thanks. But yes, absolutely. That's where it comes from. Uh huh. Uh huh. Nothing else, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dean, I had a question for you. Um, you talked about kind of things you did and saw in the South Island. Yeah, we you talked were... a lot about the South Island. Yeah. Were there any kind of notable things? If not, that's fine. Any notable things you did or saw in the North Island? It's the North Island where most of the population is, mm. and that's where the commercial city is, Auckland. Auckland. And most yes. people, when they right. go to New Zealand, you you go to Auckland. Heading to Auckland. Yeah. Right. But even there, they do bungee jumping. Well, I'm sure <laughs> they have this. They have this huge building in the center of the city. Oh and, my! And it's a small city, 
and and you can and you go to the top of the building and mm. it's one of these places where you walk out on the outside and they have glass so you look oh, down Oh yes, you and, can look down through. And you're scared to death cuz you're looking at the the ground through right. your feet or something. Mm-hmm. But you can also bungee jump off the building. Wow. In the center of town yeah. in Auckland. You've been walking down the street, oh. you know, you're going to work and somebody jumps Boing. and falls right, right in front of you. It's like, oh, it's a Hello. bungee jumper. <laughs> okay. Now, so- there, there are wonderful things to, to do and see in the North Island, but most folks are there for business. And business is very modern, very Western. Auckland mm. is a big it's it's not a big city but it is a major city mm-hmm. and and but you, you can just take a little boat ride out to some of the many many islands off the coast of the right off right off outside of Auckland Bay mm. and it's it's like another world you're living you're visiting these beautiful beautiful um outlier islands where the uh, life is uh, remarkably rural and and quite beautiful mm. Wonderful. That's, and I'm assuming in, in the Auckland area, again, we talked a little bit about climate, but the, in the Auckland area, there is a somewhat more temperate climate in, in, um, depending on the year, once again. Yeah. Yeah. The time of year. Now, if you go, if Auckland's in the North on the North Island, if you work your way down South from the North on the North Island, um, you, you get into these other different climates and, and, Again, this is where you have a lot of volcanic activity. So in okay. just at the center toward the south of the North Island, you have a big volcanic act, hmm. uh, area. And it's also um, a, a major Maori population. In that area? In that area, okay. yes. Which, which is quite fascinating. To, so you visit the, what were originally Maori sta- settlements, mm-hmm. but, are, but are now also major towns. Right. And uh, there's one in particular where you, there are pots of bubbling mud as you walk through the town everywhere, and people heat their homes. Is this geothermal? Yeah, from geothermal mm. activity. Mm-hmm. Right. And may, it may have been one of the reasons why the Maori settled there originally, because right. it, there was a lot of heat and sure. that, you know, mm. uh, energy. Uh, all the energy from that area comes from from geothermal. Mm. Um, it's a fascinating place. From a cultural perspective, a lot of the British traditions, the Maori did adopt over the years, right? Okay. Because there were advantages for them to do so. And also for survival with mm-hmm. the, with the Europeans, they had to. Sure. And so there's a particular church I remember visiting uh, in this area that is uh, f- fundamentally a, a Maori Christian church, but mm. the congregation is mainly Maori. And they have these beautiful stained glass windows. Um, and there's a picture of Christ dressed in a Maori chief's outfit why not why not Be- yeah and and the church wouldn't mind as long as as long as they get their followers just right? show up on sunday exactly. yeah exactly okay um very interesting yeah that's it's a and the whole geothermal aspect is is an aspect that the the rest of the world or many parts of the rest of the world when we spoke about iceland that was something there as well am i right yeah so maybe there's something about the closer you get to the poles i would think that more... might have something to do with it or yeah. is that is that a correlation or is that a cause well i think a geologist might be able to tell us that there are real reasons for that yeah i just think that's probably a little bit the way the Earth is structured. Is that is... why the poles are going to flip, Tom? Well, the magnetic poles are flipping, not the actual poles. When is this going to happen? <laughs> well, some some people are saying it could happen in the in the relatively near future. And by that, I mean still within our lifetimes, which is not going to be that much longer. <laughs> um, especially you. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's... it's hey! It, it, well, what? Oh, you were listening. I, it, it, but it's... Look... Here's I promise this the next podcast we will go before the more next into podcast depth. the magnetic poles are going to flip. flip is they that may what you're going to that's promise what I'm going us? to yeah Maybe. could happen so be careful because your compasses are going to go whack job this means you. I'm going to have to put the headphones on so that the sound comes through my other ear and you're going to have to stand on your head uh huh <laughs> but it won't seem like you're standing on because your the poles have flipped. because the poles have flipped <laughs> that's, I guarantee that's an accurate uh, prediction. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, oh, uh, I had a, you got more over you, there. Well, you you trying to you, pretend you're actually doing something. Oh for wow, this? wow! You said you had two promises before, and you mentioned one. Do you remember what the other one was? Well, <laughs> the, the, it was yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I did actually. I did. I did mention it. it was very brief, and I went by it very quickly. Very brief being the appropriate thing because Dean said that he would actually bungee jump naked, and I was saying I would bungee jump naked. So. <laughs> That I would do that if it was summer. That was the so second. Dean, the I offered promises. Dean to 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 bungee jump, and then I and offered that I, I would okay. bungee jump naked, but he jumped in with naked also. So we might do a double um, in the buff. I, I'd say of all the, the these adventure experiences that you can have in Queenstown, mm-hmm. um, if I ranked them and said I would do them all, yeah, the one that I maybe most likely might do. Would be the the the, the, the white water rafting thing. I, mm. I would definitely. So do that. if yeah, you do that. if yeah. you yeah. bungee jump, I'll white water. Okay. Not while you bungee jump. Well, though. you can do I it while I bungee jump. jump. I don't bungee care. Bungee jump but... right into the raft. <laughs> I can do that with I can skis. Do it. Naked. With, with skis. With skis. Naked. And then keep Here's going. Here's a question: Can you bungee jump in Auckland off the building naked? I don't know, but I'm sure at a price. Yeah, somebody will do it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you invite us down, as we mentioned before, if you invite us down to uh, to do our podcast down there, those things will happen. They will happen. And um, if they don't, there's uh, major consequences. <laughs> yeah, remember major consequences? I think no. he had a TV show for a while. <laughs> and Sergeant Truther. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we're done. We're getting out of here. <laughs> you're still Dean Foster. And you're still Tom Peterson. I am. Thank you, Torn, for being in studio. You're welcome. And this was a fascinating look into a particular culture, which is what we do here all the time, because we are... Oops! Oops, Your your culture's showing. And in the words of the Maori, smell you. Just want to bother you one last time to say we're a brand new podcast here at Oops Your Culture's Showing, and we could really use your help by subscribing to the podcast. And not to mention that if, if you hung around this long and, and you liked what you heard, well, this makes it just easier for you to get the podcast. They'll pop up for you whenever they're released, so you can listen to them on your phone or your computer or however you listen to them. And it's easy to get, too. Just subscribe using iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. It really isn't hard, and we could really use your support. So from all of us here at Oops, Your Culture's Showing, thanks. y'all can cook real good but sometimes the crew just wants Popeyes for dinner and who can blame them without 10 piece box everyone gets lots of our juicy crunchy and tasty mixed signature chicken for a price you'll love too so treat yourself and the crew to a chicken feast everyone can enjoy tonight and get our 10 piece box at your nearest Popeyes today trust me you're all gonna love it limited time at participating U.S. restaurants love that chicken from Popeyes